You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everybody. Tim McMaster here, along with Anthony DeComo, our MLB.com Mets reporter. Final podcast of the offseason as the regular season gets kicked off just over a week from today. Next Thursday, every team in baseball with the same opening day for the first time in, I think, 50 years. We're going to talk big picture a little bit, Anthony, but first some news of the week. And I want to start with probably the biggest news is Jason Vargas and obviously the fracture in the glove hand. It was a line driver back to the the hand. He was kind of penciled in to be the number three starter. Um, The bad news is he's going to be out for a while. The good news is, I guess, if you're a Mets fan that has dreamed for years of having this rotation of Syndergaard, DeGrom, Harvey, Wheeler, and Mats, well, you're finally going to see it. It's actually kind of an interesting injury, I guess would be the word interesting, in that you know Vargas is a left-handed pitcher, and the injury is to his glove hand, and um, he's having surgery because obviously there's a lot of swelling and, and there's a lot of discomfort there, but it doesn't affect him pitching for the most part. It affects him hitting and it affects him when he's taking the throws back from the catcher, having to field his position, that sort of thing. Uh, but really, the day before he went on head surgery, he went on through a bullpen session because he's certainly capable of doing that. So uh, he's going to take five days off after surgery without throwing. It's probably going to be enough to knock him out for that first rotation turn. It's possible the Mets could push him, uh, and if he's feeling good, have slot him in there. But it really doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense at this point to do that because – as you mentioned, there are five other guys who make a lot of sense for the rotation, and these are the five that Mets fans have looked to for years now, as you said. Um, five guys who are all very good prospects coming up, who were the foundation of this team, of the rebuild that they did early this decade, and for one reason or another, or another, or another, or another, <laughs> they've never all taken a rotation turn together. So it's kind of a cool thing, uh, talking to them about it, they are excited about it. They're also realistic about it. They know that even if it does happen, and it is looking like it's going to happen, but assuming it does, it may only be for one rotation turn until Vargas comes back. It may be the only time, frankly, they ever do it. But to roll those guys out one by one, Syndergaard and DeGrom and Harvey and Wheeler and Mats, um, probably in that order, it's uh, definitely a cool thing for a franchise that, it's built around pitching, has been built around pitching for a while. It really has been built around pitching for most of uh, the 50-odd years it's been in existence. It's, it's, it's a neat little nugget. Some of those pitchers have had great springs, some not so great. Uh, Syndergaard was great again on Sunday, seven innings. He allowed eight hits a run. He didn't walk anybody. He struck out five. He looks to be on pace for opening day. Steven Matz, uh, 0-4 on the spring, but um, the numbers don't really matter. Certainly the record doesn't matter. Uh, but a little better on Monday. Six innings, he allowed a bomb to Carlos Correa early on, but he only allows two earned runs over the six innings and strikes out nine. What did you think of Matt's on Monday? He's been really good, actually. The numbers yeah. are not obviously that good, but that's because his first two starts of spring were absolutely dreadful. Um, since then, he's actually been one of the Mets' better pitchers. He's striking out a lot of batteries. He's not walking a lot. He's attacking the strike zone. Um, there's been some contact, like you said, Correa being an example. 
he's giving up some hits and some runs, but nothing major. Uh, by and large, he's been really, really good since those first two starts, and that's what the Mets need to see from that. Until Vargas' injury, he and Zach Wheeler were competing for what looked like one rotation spot, and it was looking more and more like that was going to go to Matt because of how he had been pitching and because of that consistency in the past three starts more than anything. So decision the Mets no longer have to make. Certainly a good thing that the lone left-hander now in the rotation with Vargas sideline is pitching well. Wilmer Flores has always been a guy who could play multiple infield positions, trying to stretch that out a little bit now as he played in the outfield. Um, and while playing in the outfield and not looking terrible doing it, had a good day at the plate as well this week, three for four, a double and a homer. Is it a situation where you can really see him getting innings in the outfield, or is this more of an experiment? Uh, it's a little of both. Um, look, if Wilmer Flores plays the outfield during the regular season, it means something went wrong. Not all that many things have to go wrong for it to happen. Uh, this is a team that, you know, has some very high quality outfielders at the big league level. They run five deep. Um, but once you get past that five, there's really not a lot of organizational depth at the upper levels of the minors. So, yeah, an injury or two could be all it takes for all of a sudden you're seeing Wilmer Flores out there as a substitute, maybe even as a starter, much as we saw Jose Reyes in little bits last year in left field. Um, it's certainly something that could happen. Uh, but this is a guy who certainly is more comfortable in the infield, grew up an infielder, has been an infielder his whole career, has bounced around, and, and you know, isn't a defensive star by any means. In the infield, in a perfect world, Yohannes Cespedes and Juan Lagares, Brandon Nimmo, Jay Bruce, all these guys in the Mets outfield will stay healthy. Um, add Michael Conforto to that mix once he comes back from shoulder surgery, and, and the Mets never have to go down that road. They're just ensuring themselves in case they do ultimately have to go down it. All right, some big-picture questions, both looking back on the spring training, looking ahead to the regular season. The first one is, what turned out to be the biggest storyline of this spring for the Mets? Well, I think it was is how the pitching has looked. Um, you know, this has always kind of been a storyline every spring on an individual basis, usually because someone's coming back from surgery, rehabbing, whether it's been Matt Harvey or or Noah Syndergaard coming up as a prospect. Um, go down the list of all those big guys we talked about. But this spring, they've all kind of been together, and with the exception of that injury to Jason Vargas, uh, they've all been healthy. And to see them go out and do their thing, Noah Syndergaard has looked dominant all spring. Uh, Jacob deGrom was sidelined by a little back issue early, but he's looked dominant since he's come back. Uh, Steven Matz has looked pretty good since those, pat- since those two bad outings. Uh, Zach Wheeler has had stretches where he has looked really, really good. Um, so you look at, and Matt Harvey, of course, has has you know shown that, if nothing else, he is a capable big league starter still at this point in his career. So you look at all of that combined, and uh, it's the one thing that has to go right this season for the Mets to compete. It's the one thing that, with all these injuries that have cropped up in recent years, you worry about. But coming out of spring training now, looking ahead to the regular season a week away, it's everyone seems to be in pretty good shape for the most part. And it's a very, very good thing for the Mets. What turned out to be the biggest position battle and who's going to win it? Well, it was that fifth starter spot. It was Steven Matz and Zach Wheeler. I think it was going to be a really big story coming down the stretch and the air came went out of the balloon with that one. They both Jason Vargas's injury. So yeah, so it's a, uh, definitely would have been, I think one of the biggest position battles in all the majors, considering the pedigree of those, guys and their histories in the major leagues and it's a decision that i think on some level uh, you, know, you never want to see someone 
get injured, obviously. But on some level, I think the Mets are happy they don't have to make that choice. Uh, the loser of that competition was probably going to head down to to Las Vegas to start the season, and that's not a conversation that any manager wants to have with any player, let alone one who expects to be in the big leagues. Uh, outside of that, I think the most interesting battle in camp has been in center field with Conforto sidelined. Who gets the most run out there? Is it Juan Lagares? Is it Brandon Nimmo? Coming into camp, I would have said unequivocally Juan Lagares. There's so much interest in the organization having that glove in the outfield on a daily basis, but he has not hit at all this camp. Well, Brandon Nimmo has hit the cover off the ball and has shown that he could be a legitimate leadoff man for this team. And I think because of that, you're going to see Brandon Nimmo out there on opening day and probably going to get a lot of run early in the regular season. All right, next question is, what prospects stood out the most this spring? I would say, you know, it's an interesting Mets team because there aren't a lot of prospects who are in camp who had a legitimate chance to make the team. Uh, there's some potentially high-impact relievers who have looked pretty good. Jacob Rame is one. Uh, Jamie Callahan had some nice flashes, and we've seen those guys before in camp. But the one guy who really interested me, I think, would be Luis Guillorme. Uh, he is a guy who's been in the system and has been known for a for a few years now as a standout defender uh, at shortstop. He can play multiple infield positions. He can play them all really, really well and should ultimately make the majors one day soon based on that alone. But he had a nice year at the plate last year and was really, really good offensively in camp this year. He had some nice extra base hit pop. He was hitting over 300 at one point. I believe he might have finished at or over 300. So it's really a nice little piece for the Mets to have in their system, particularly we were talking about guys like Wilmer Flores and Jose Reyes who have had to try themselves out at positions they're not normally used to. Well, Luis Guillaume can be that type of guy who can play a lot of spots and really help you out on a, on a big league bench. And another guy I would say that about another prospect is Philip Evans, who the Mets saw um, down the stretch last season. Same type of guy, definitely more of an offensive player than Guillaume, um, but he's been used in the outfield. He's looked pretty good out there. He's been used at catcher, not in the game, but he's been working really hard at it to increase his versatility. Those are two names that I think you will see in flushing at some point this summer and guys who could who could help off the bench. All right, what's the biggest question mark entering the regular season? It's probably something we've already talked about here. Yeah, I, I think there's a few. The biggest one is, is going to be the theme. It has already been the theme of the offseason, of the spring, and it will be the theme of the summer is health of this pitching staff. It is, in a lot of ways, the only thing that matters. Uh, if Noah Syndergaard and Jacob deGrom and, and, to a lesser extent, Matt Harvey and Zach Wheeler and Steven Matz and Jason Vargas, if these guys are all healthy, I don't think anyone in the baseball world doubts that the Mets can compete and can compete really well and can make a playoff spot and maybe make a run like they did a couple of years ago in 2015. If not, it's going to be really, really tough. And I think that's something that everyone's going to be watching all summer long. It's not a question we're going to have an answer to now is camp break. It's not a question we're going to have an answer to on, on April 30th. It's going to be an ongoing discussion in terms of uh, how these guys are, are coming off their various injuries of years past, uh, what the Mets new medical staff and training staff has been able to do to help keep these guys healthy. And like I said, if they are, it's going to be a really fun summer in Flushing. And the last question I think we just answered, and maybe answered it three times throughout this podcast, and that is what has <laughs> to go right this season in order to contend. And obviously, right, it's the it's the starters have to stay healthy. Is there anything else, though, that you could throw into that as a key to this team staying in contention? 
Tim, it's pitching. It's, it's pitching. pitching. It's always been pitching. I, but you know what? I'll take a different tack with it. I think uh, one very interesting aspect of this club that has gotten overlooked throughout spring training is the bullpen. Uh, it doesn't seem like a major overhaul because the Mets really just added one piece this winter in Anthony Swarzak. Um, but they traded for A.J. Ramos last winter, and they kind of look at that as all along as a 2018 acquisition. They have Juris Familia, who was never really all the way back from surgery, from shoulder surgery that he underwent last summer. So we haven't seen what he's going to be like coming back to full strength. Um, but you take those guys, put them together with Jerry Blevins, put them together with some of the young arms that it's traded for last summer, whether it's Jacob Rehm or, or Jamie Callahan or Drew Smith, who's been in camp and has, has uh, looked pretty good. Uh, this has the makings of being a good bullpen, maybe even a really good bullpen, and the Mets are going to rely on a lot. They are not going to overwork their starters. If anything, they're going to underwork their starters, and they are going to be shuttling guys back and forth from AAA Las Vegas to the bullpen. Uh, they think this can be a really, really good unit. It was one of the worst in baseball last year, and if they can turn that from one of the worst into one of the best, which isn't inconceivable when you start talking about bullpens, uh, it just adds another dimension to this team and another reason why they can compete. All right. There's certainly reason to be optimistic right now for Mets fans. Well, hopefully it continues throughout the season if those pitchers can stay healthy and get out there and do their thing. All right. This has been MLB.com Extras, our Mets edition for Anthony DeComo. I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next time 